Welcome into another edition of the Raptors Pod Table Podcast. Gil McGregor here, joined by a very special guest, Toronto's own Nathaniel Mitchell, back with the Raptors organization as an assistant coach, live on location from Las Vegas, working with the summer Raptors. Coach, how you doing? Thank you. Thank you, Gilbert, for the opportunity. I'm doing great. Um, thank you for this opportunity. For sure, for sure. Uh, you know, mentioned it before. Yeah, out in Las Vegas, you staying cool out there. Everything I'm hearing about it is that it's ridiculously hot and, and I know how it can get in Las Vegas. So uh, how, how's that going as far as the summer league is? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's doing its usual thing um, with the heat. Um, it's trying to avoid, avoid uh, outside as much as possible <laughs> inside. I mean, I feel like I'm in the gym all the time, so you're not really getting to it, but there are times where you're outside and it's hitting you for sure. Yeah. So, so, as it is pretty much, make sure I got the timeline right, the, the franchise announced that you were back uh, August 2nd, and then it was pretty much straight to Las Vegas, straight to work with the team. Um, I know the first game went fairly well, went over the New York Knicks. Um, seems a lot like you see on social media, a lot of practicing and, and preparing. And at the time of recording, it is Wednesday, August 11th, so you guys are getting ready for a game with the Warriors later on today. Um, how is that going so far, you know, in the gym with, with the young guys and specifically uh, Scotty Barnes and Malachi Flynn had a big game. So um, what are you seeing so far when you're in the gym uh, with, with this team? Um, I've seen a lot of energy. I see a bunch of guys that are trying to get better, um, trying to be a sponge, uh, trying to learn as much as they can. Um, they're doing a great job. All the coaches are, are really putting their foot forward and um, Coach Mutombo as well, um, leading the summer league team doing as much as they can with the players. Uh, and, and those young guys that are coming along, obviously our rookie, Scotty Barnes, Malachi Finn, the second year guy, uh, they're doing a great job. And, you know, for the first game, their first summer league too, right? Because they didn't get a chance right. to play summer league last year. So it's great. It's a great time for them to play, for them to develop. Um, and it's been awesome um, being involved so far. So, so a little bit more on your coaching background and, and kind of learning about it. Um, started at Fresno State 2013 and from there uh, with the main Red Claws, then Raptors 905, and then the past three years uh, here in Charlotte with the Hornets. Um, so being familiar and experienced with kind of how the summer league thing goes, and one thing you mentioned was the young guys and developing them, but also um, this is a mix of guys who are going to be seeing significant time on, on the team next year. And there's some guys who you know will be splitting back and forth between the NBA and the G League. So how do you find that balance between player development, but also instilling the principles that you guys want to uh, have these, these these players have in their minds moving forward, just pretty much the the Raptors way, uh, for, for lack of a better term? Yeah, I think, I think it's very important. Um, player development is at the top of the list, especially in the summer. Um, and, and a part of that is making sure that the concepts – defensively and offensively are instilled into them. So um, going through those drills, you know, holding them accountable within games, holding them accountable within practices, it's always going to be important. So we do our best to try and do that as a staff um, with these young players, and that's how it's kind of been in most of the summer leagues I've been involved in. Uh, so we try to do that as staff as much as possible, hold them accountable, keep, continue to get them better, um, with, with the top of the priority, you know, obviously winning um, is a part of player development, how to win, winning plays, things of that nature is what we try to instill in them. And for some cases, um, there's some guys that really have the, in them. And I think that's one of the reasons why our front office brings those type of players into our organization. 
I think that's something that, I, that when you mentioned it, you kind of talk about it, especially having had the background of working with the G League. Do, do you feel like there's like a lot of parallels, especially with the young team and young players, again, who are going to see more time than the average young player might see for a franchise that has uh, a custom of winning? Um, is it more important or is there a different type of approach where versus maybe a, a other franchises around the league that might be more focused on, I guess, rebuilding, whereas the Raptors are are a franchise that wants to win and, and wants to get back on the playoff stage next season? Yeah, I think I think at all costs, um, you know, I think Masai says that in every message to the media, like, we want to win. I think that's the biggest thing here. Um, you want to win, and while you're bringing young players, you develop them the same time to win. Um, there, there is a way to win and develop. Uh, most people say it was tough. Um, I think it's possible, and you continue to do that as much as you can. And so with the added time that you try to get those guys, those young guys, you try to get them acclimated quickly, uh, and you do that by letting them know things they do on the court that are very transferable to the game. You know, what skills can they bring right away? What things are going to have to get rid of right away? And then help them along in the areas that they need help in. I think that's the most important thing um, with young guys coming into the NBA and, and, and trying to get acclimated as quick as possible. Interesting you mentioned that. And, and it's funny because it feels like it's it's kind of become commonplace. People just say the Raptors have the best player development in the league or they have one of the best player development staffs in the league. And it's become accepted as fact just because the proof is in, in the results. When you look at, you know, Pascal Siakam or OG Ananobi or Fred Van Vliet and these guys kind of growing into the players that they've become. But something that somebody asked me the other day is, okay, well, we just accept it as a fact, but why is that a fact? Obviously, you can point at the results, but when you look at it, especially having worked with Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam during their time with 905, what do you think sets the development of this franchise like the the way that you that you guys develop talent and and how it's just kind of a foolproof method to to develop guys and, and get them to uh next level and, and grow into being franchise players yeah i think that for the most part that's a great question i, I think for the most part our, our coaches our organization they they put a premium into it like there, there is nothing that you know front office says we can't do to help them get better. Um, diving into whatever we need to dive in, if it's technology, if it's if it's learning about certain techniques that we need to learn to teach our players. Um, and we, we really try to dive into everything that we can to help our players, um, whether that's going to them, whether that's having little mini camps to get put them together. Um, I, think, I, I think this organization does a great job with it. Um, and obviously our coaches do a great job with it and, and really dial into the player development side to helping them get better. Um, and obviously it starts as well with your head coach. Um, you know, head coaches are really, really involved. And you can see Coach Nurse really involved with, you know, helping guys get better, their shooting. Um, and anytime it's coming from the head coach that he wants his players to get better, it, you know, a lot of guys just fall in line for sure. So, I would say that's the case here. So from a coach's perspective, especially from your vantage point, again, like I mentioned, having worked with those guys several years ago, is there something that you see in them to where you can kind of envision them growing into the players they can become? Is it is something about their work ethic or their 
willingness to listen or, or just how quickly they pick things up um, to see that, you know, a guy like Fred VanVleet signed a big deal. Pascal Siakam growing into being a max player, um, you know, and, and even guys who've moved on. Norman Powell being another guy who made it through the ranks. And now you see it kind of history repeating itself. Malachi Flynn goes down and, and spends time in the G League bubble. And then it kind of emerges into being the, the rookie of the month in April. Um, is it something that you kind of can tap into? Is it something that they kind of show early on or, or do you bring it out of them? Yeah, I think I think the most the common thing, the common denominator between all those guys is that they all want to get better individually. Um, and I think going through draft process and free agency or things of that nature, you know, front office is identifying that um, with intel that allows them to know the type of kid that they're bringing in. Do they want to work? I think that's the most important thing. Do they love the game and do they want to work? You bring them into the organization, and now it's on us coaches to make sure that we're really getting into them to get better. Uh, th that's the best part about being in this organization is that, uh, you know, that intertwined, that connect connection between the front office and the coaches, um, making sure that we're all on the same page to make sure we're getting these players better. And so those guys, you know, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal, I saw them as rookies. I saw, obviously, Norman Powell and DeLon as rookies they all wanted to get better and so it was on us coaches to make sure that that was the case and that they were going to get better um you know we've been really fortunate to have players like that within the organization yeah i think that's the, the big thing that sometimes fans might not necessarily realize that that goes into the evaluation process of, of guys you know you can tell through the interviews and through the workouts that these are the type of players that want to get better and you mentioned that earlier that that's kind of the DNA of this team you're working with. Is some of these guys are in the gym wanting to get better. So it feels like this next era, so to speak, uh, of Raptors talent with a lot of guys who are going to see significant time this upcoming season have that trait going for them as well. So when you talk about working with these guys this summer, what is the biggest goal uh, for you guys once you leave Las Vegas heading and preparing for camp uh, with this group to, to take forward? Well, just hopefully they get they get you know game scenario game situation um, you know development and I think that's huge for young guys. Uh, once you get to start playing, you're playing with the rules, um, you're playing in, in a system, um, you're being put in situations where they matter to win the game. You, you can't replicate that in drills all the time. And so the best thing is to do is to play five on five, and that's where guys really take strides. You you take a month or two to really work on certain things, whether it's shooting, ball handling, decision-making, which is probably the most important thing for a lot of young players. It, you can't recreate that all the time um, on the court with just coaches. And you, you try to, but the best thing is the variability that you get within a game. Um, and so, you know, you're not gonna recreate seven foot five at the rim and you're not gonna recreate somebody really quick and fast on the ball. Um, and you're not going to be able to recreate those scenarios with three minutes left on the clock in the fourth quarter while you're tired. So um, that is the best thing about summer league. And we're hoping that with all the skill and individual, you know, work that we put in with the players that now they're getting a chance to show that within the games uh, as well under pressure and under duress um, and continue to coach them with the accountability piece that we want to put into them. Makes, it makes perfect sense when you when you talk about that and, and looking in a bigger picture moving forward and, and incorporating young talent with more established talent. 
what type of unique challenges does that present a, a coaching staff and a team where there are guys who have been at the mountaintop before and then there are guys who haven't seen a minute of NBA action getting them on the same page and though a lot of that goes to the leadership of the players as well but getting everybody on the same page is that kind of a part of the development on the the mental side of, of, of the game is beyond X's and O's or, or how do you approach that? Yeah, for sure. I feel that the um, the coaches are going to do what they can do to try to integrate everybody. Um, and, and I think you mentioned it was, it was a great, great suggestion, just the leadership of the players. Um, we've, we're lucky and fortunate enough to have players who have been here, you know, OG, Pascal, and Fred, we're going to take that leadership role, collectively lead this group um, and be able to put their arm around uh, young players like Malachi Flynn and, and Scotty Barnes um, to allow them to really grow into the NBA. Um, just like when they came in, um, you know, I was there when Fred was a rookie and Kyle Lowry took him under his wing. Um, and so I think, you know, they're passing the baton and they're putting their arm around and they're making sure the young guys are doing that. And I, and I already see it. You know, you see Fred out here, you see Pascal out here, you see OG out here already, you know, in practices, helping those guys, talking to them as much as they can. So um, that would be the way I think that's going to help the integration become um, better, quicker, and get acclimated. Those young guys get acclimated a lot better. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's kind of one of the things you talk about when you look at franchises who have sustained success. It's because of that. It's because of, you know, things that passed down. The same thing you mentioned, the things that Kyle Lowry taught Fred Van Vliet. Now he's passing on to the next generation of, of Raptors basketball. I think, again, like those are the things that you don't necessarily think about or some people might not think about being a part of the formula of success for successful franchises, successful teams, you know, on a smaller or, or larger level. Um, Taking a step aside for a second, I know another thing I didn't mention is that you've worked with Canada basketball since 2016. Um, and, and obviously you can look around now. There's a few Canadians on the Raptors roster and, and kind of from your assessment, from your vantage point again, like what do you think about the state uh, of Canadian basketball in the NBA? Because, you know, Canada, again, will lead the league um, in players from Canada outside of the United States, obviously the second most represented country. So, just from seeing what you've seen over the last, you know, several years, obviously being from Canada, you've seen it your entire life, but seeing over the past five or so years when things have kind of taken uh, another leap forward, what do you think is, is in store for the next five years? Yeah, I, I see, I see a country that's really grown the game and um, I've seen players that have really started to uh, take the next step. I think that, you know, you're seeing players move from just, making the NBA to being on a team, to having important roles on a team, to starting on teams, to being the best player and being max players yeah. on their team. I think gradually you're seeing that within our country and it's beautiful to watch. Um, and it's now to the point where there are players that are always been identified as young players. I mean, these guys that are drafted in the first round um, for the most part, like Josh Primo has been identified as a really good player from when he's been young. Um, and, and there's ones that Delano Bonson is a late developer um, and, and kind of, you know, developed himself into an NBA player, a late growth spurt, um, talented um, coming out of Toronto. So you're getting, you're getting players from all different sides now where, you know, there's guys that are being identified 
and they're developing and they're, they're pushing their way up into the NBA that wasn't happening before. And so I just think with, with Canada basketball, we're going to start to see that within our, in our national team. Um, and, and for the most part, our players are young. In two, three years down the road, you're going to see a more veteran um, type of, of players within our organization and, uh, you know, re ready to make a big run on the national stage or on the world stage um, with our team. So I really think that it, it's in a good place. We're getting better. We're getting better representation. Um, and, and I couldn't be more excited about it. It's interesting, I think, like, especially with the, the parallels with you working with the Raptors and the team and obviously Nick Nurse um, being the head coach. And there are a lot in a lot of ways you talk about just the development and interest of the sport in the country kind of coming from the Raptors and the Raptors being more prevalent and Raptors becoming more popular. So in a lot of ways, you feel like that there is some intertwine and in, in connection with the success of the franchise winning its first title two years ago and becoming more popular and prominent. And there's being another generation beyond this generation interested in basketball, like way down the pipeline and, and kind of how those two things go hand in hand. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the, the organization has really taken steps forward. They continue to do that. Um, obviously, Canada basketball is intertwined. Now, <clears throat> you know, obviously coaching with coach nurse, um, and, and we have continued to take those steps. And it's just unbelievable to watch it grow over the years for sure. Um, and the support that we've had from the community, the Raptors, um, it continues to happen to where that's why we see some of these players, um, you know, being where they are, to be honest. And uh, I couldn't be more excited for that as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's the cool thing. It's, it's a lot to be excited about on, on both sides, you know, whether it's Canada basketball uh, as well as um, the, the Raptors, and, and just looking at you know what is to come, you know, the next the next year or so. Um, and I think that I guess that's the biggest thing um, for you guys. And I know again, you mentioned what Masai Ujiri always says is, is winning, winning, winning. So as you guys approach uh, this upcoming season after a pretty wild year, I think the, the biggest goal is to kind of get back to where the team was in years past. And, and, and I guess the biggest thing I ask for the bigger picture is, is what you think the biggest key to, to get there is. I think the biggest key is just to continue developing our players, um, continue to get better. Um, everybody that comes and steps through that door, you know, you know what the, the deal is. We have to win. We have to get better. We have to push the issue on how we're going to navigate our, our way back to, um, you know, that championship level, um, however that might be. Um, th that is the standard. That That is what has been set, and we understand that. And, you know, winning takes time. When, you know, winning takes um, effort. It takes commitment. And I think that everybody is on that page to where we're going to try to push that issue to where we need to. So to answer your question about, you know, what's the biggest thing, I think that is it. Like us as an organization continuing to develop our players and allow them to grow and allow them to develop those winning habits to where we can be happy with where we're at and continue to push that issue. That makes sense. And I think especially for you having that development background, I think that obviously something you take very personal when looking, looking and working, working with these players and, and 
getting back with the franchise for, for a second stand and, and looking to take them to, to new heights. So it's something that I think the fans are excited to see and, and everybody in the NBA can is excited as well. So um, something we'll be keeping an eye on uh, this upcoming year and excited to see the Raptors get back to prominence. It's been very exciting to see them compete this summer and, and a lot of young talent, the, the guys really fit the bill of that Raptors player. And like you mentioned, just being being sponges for learning and sponges for developing and sponges for improving. So thanks for, for your time, Coach. I really appreciate you you joining us here on, on the Raptors Pod Table podcast. Everybody out there, make sure to continue to subscribe and get these right to the top of your feet every time they drop. Coach, I don't know if there's anything you want to drop where, where people can find you out there. I know you have a lot of materials on, on your coaching and things like that out on social media. So uh, if there's anything worth, worth plugging or sharing, let, let me know. Uh, nothing, not really, man. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, the same handle for the most part, you know, Mitch Nathaniel. Um, and I'm just here to help grow the game, uh, you know, within our country. Um, you know, obviously do a great job with this organization and, and so grateful for the opportunity, uh, coming back to Toronto. Um, and for the time, for the amount of people that have reached out to me, it's been, it's been amazing. Um, it's so, such a humbling experience. Uh, and, and the biggest thing is those guys, those people who have reached out to me talking about how much of an inspiration I am being from the city. Um, obviously an inner city kid myself. So I, I am forever grateful for this opportunity. Um, just want to continue growing the game within our country. Be great for this organization and um, can't, re- can't wait to start going with it. For sure, Coach. We can't wait to see it either. So thanks again uh, for our special guest, Nathaniel Mitchell. I'm Gilmore Gregor. Thanks again for tuning into the Raptors Pod Table podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you, Gilmore. Thank you.